Welcome to Jackson Stays Home, a look at how one community, one county, has been affected and reacted to the coronavirus pandemic. My name is Scott Clow. I'm a morning show host in the city of Jackson, Michigan, and grew up in Brooklyn, Michigan, just 20 minutes south of my home and place of work. Even though my job is considered essential, we, like you, are practicing social distancing, and therefore all of the following interview pieces were done via phone. In this episode of Jackson Stays Home, we will take a somewhat chronological look at how self-distancing, social isolation, and quarantining in place has completely changed the state of K-12 education. You'll hear several voices representing students, parents, teachers, and administrators from public and private schools. It's an incomplete time capsule that starts on Friday, March 13th. That's right, Friday the 13th when Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer announced that schools would be taking an extended spring break, the intention of which was to get ahead of and stem the tide of the spread of COVID-19. Our timeline ends on Friday, April 3rd, just one day after the governor officially closed school buildings. This is Jackson Stays Home, a production of McKibben Media Group and WKHM News. And the place it comes We've got kids out there who, who need us, and we know we've got staff who are dying to, to see their kids again. Staff and administration is entirely so sad that we're missing our students. I was thinking it was going to just be the three weeks, and then from there on out, we'll be back to normal schedule. It's kind of like during the summer. Beginning of summer, they're happy to be not in school, but then... About two weeks in the summertime, they're like, ah, I really miss my friends. I want to go back to school. They've already reached that point. A little delay, but then things will get back to normal. We've got to come back to school at some point. There has to be some closure. We can't end the school year like this, not returning at all. We really wanted to make history for Western High School girls basketball because we had never won a regional championship before. As much as we want to put expectations out there as far as the academia piece of this, um, you know, our, our first priority uh, needs to be that social distancing and, and, and staying at home. Good afternoon, Western High School families. I hope this message finds everyone safe and well. Yesterday, Governor Whitmer announced that schools across Michigan would suspend in-person instruction for the remainder of the school year. I know that there is a lot of anxiety about how we're going to move forward and meet the needs of our kids. I feel it too. Yesterday was a pretty hard day knowing that like that's how you end your senior year. I am never going to be able to walk the halls of Western as a student ever again. And I guess the last time that I did that, everyone was like, oh, we'll see you in a couple weeks, and then it's just now it's gone. Like, I won't see some of the people in my grade I will never see again. Plans will be different based on district. The plans will be locally driven and reflect the best interests of the kids in their communities. One of the most challenging, if not the most challenging thing professionally that, that, that I've done with. The world was so busy and we had such jam-packed calendars, kids and adult activities, how you're going to move this or who's taking someone there. 
and then all of a sudden you have nothing on your calendar and you have nowhere to be. Plans will be different based on district. I'm Jeff Bontrager, uh, Superintendent Northwest Community Schools. Yes, buildings are closed, but we have to switch gears and we're putting together plans in order to um, provide educational opportunities for our students. That means learning by phone or mail or online. Accessibility is a, is a challenge in Jackson County, whether it's going to be uh, providing the, the hardware or the internet access. If the plan relies on some online instruction, the district should ensure that every student has access to an appropriate device with an ability to connect to the internet. Superintendent Jeff Beal, Jackson Public Schools. We, we've done surveys and we've, we've pushed out a lot of surveys to see who's got tech or what what tech is available out in the um, in the, the district. Superintendent of Columbia School District Pam Campbell. We've been working on a plan to um, bring access not only to our families uh, possibly in an online fashion, but also um, for family, families who don't have that capacity or can't even, some of our areas don't even, even with a hotspot, wouldn't be able to get internet. Dr. Jared Vickers joins us here, principal of Western High School. Is it the fact that they're unable to connect their iPad to their existing internet? If that's the case, we can have our, our tech department work um, problem solve with them how to get that connected. If they don't have internet at all, then working with local internet companies and what we need to do to get internet to them. Take a look at our staff. You know, one thing that that we take for granted. You know, if you're if you're in Jackson, you have you have pretty decent cell coverage or or quality internet, and you get just a little bit outside of the uh, of city center, and you might not have those things. And so even our staff may not have you know high speed internet or what what may pass for quality high speed internet out at their home. If the rare case that they're not able to get internet, um, possibly a uh, paper pencil uh, option and what that would look like, uh, whether we mail um, uh, work to them uh, and then have a, a drop-off location. Um, so we're working through that, um, but I anticipate that would be a very small percentage. We're going to take a look at some of those safe procedures for how do I open up the buildings for limited numbers of people at limited times, um, you know, so that we can, we can get them in, make clean rooms, if you will, go in, disinfect and clean open up the next room and, and get, get, get those people in and out of the building in such a way that they are safe and staying healthy as well. You know, this is kind of like building the airplane as it's flying. This is unprecedented times with this uh, pandemic, and I think it's just ultra important that we all stay patient and, and keep a, a very uh, intentionally positive attitude and uh, uh, and we'll get through this. Okay. Uh, Liz Hartley, I am the principal of Queen of the Miraculous Metal School. Um, many of my teachers were already using a platform called Seesaw. Districts were waiting for a call. They did not um, maybe have the advantage that we had in that we were able to start um, online learning on in March. So my teachers and I met on the morning of March 13th and we offered to the families that did not have maybe an iPad or an electronic device 
we said that, you know, you can take one home. We have them signed out. All of our families luckily have internet access, and so that is a huge advantage. I know this is hard, and I know that this raises a lot of questions, from parents to students. I was getting text messages from my own child before I came out here, asking questions about how this is going to work. My youngest is a, is a senior in high school uh, this year at, at Northwest. So My children went through Queens. They are all in their 20s now, um, but they graduated or went through Queens and Looming Christie. I've got a senior class of 2020, and so I'm, I'm very much or intimately aware of, of how they're struggling. Is all right if I start recording? Oh, you can start recording whatever you want. I'm all right. So, uh, Jason Morn, longtime friend. We grew up together. Uh, became dads around the same time. I wanted to get your reaction, your immediate reaction now, as a parent, as an educator, to the governor's announcement that just happened, gosh, 33 minutes ago. Well, I think we're, we're blessed in the aspect that a great many of our students are already tech-savvy. I think that the daily integration of technology and the daily use of technology, even in their homes, is going to greatly benefit them. You know, they I've got four little kids in my house right now who are regularly online, regularly integrating with technology, regularly using it to communicate. So their world hasn't really been shaken to the same degree that yours and mine has because this is actually still a part of their norm. So it's it's an exciting time for parents, but it's also pretty scary, I think, because they want the best for their students. They want to see their students progress academically. I've seen all kinds of uh, comical comments from from parents and quotes and so on that, you know, talking about uh, them engaging in recreational activities uh, just to stay sane uh, while they're trying to teach their, their children and just trying to keep their kids on a schedule and, and really not having the content knowledge background needed to uh, to really help their kids succeed. All right, my name is Amy Dickerson. I'm 39 years old. I have three kids. Uh, Alyssa Dickerson is 16. She goes to Western High School. I have Quentin Dickerson, who is 11 and goes to Columbia Upper Elementary, and Drew Dickerson, who is 9 and also attends Columbia Upper Elementary. Uh, both my husband and I work at the courthouse, so we have been shut down and running uh, very minimally work there and mostly from home. So that puts all five of us home the entire day, all day, every day. I also have four kids, and they're really close in age. So they're accustomed, used to having each other around and interacting and playing with each other. It's it's not them that I worry about as much as a lot of our neighborhood kids, they're only children. You know, they're, they don't have siblings to interact with. And so we're just trying to find some kind of a schedule, uh, keep the kids entertained, keep them active, keep them in touch with their friends. Also educate them on precautions and how to navigate through this without scaring them because uh, obviously they see the news and the TVs are on a lot right now. Uh, we don't have kids running around playing with other family kids in the neighborhood. I'm looking out across in the backyard right now, and there's a family in their backyard <laughs> sprawled out on a blanket having a picnic in the sunshine together. That silver lining and a positive piece is, you know, this is given an opportunity to, for many families to spend the time, type of time together that very rarely 
um, on a on, in a normal basis um, that that's possible. It's been difficult to keep things structured or develop a new structure of of what basically because you know there's nothing to do. So we developed a family card time each day. We do a family movie night in the night. My husband is still continuing to read to the kids and do the bedtime as normal. Actually, my daughter's birthday is today. She turned 12 today, so big uh, big day for her. But my advice to, to the parents and what we're doing at Western is we're not setting the schedule so that it's uh, 8 to 9 is, is math, 9 to 10 is, is ELA. We're not setting it um, that strict. Students will have academic activities that will be assigned to them, but they're, then they're able to do it at their own time. You know, they, as much as kids think they hate school, I think as adults we can remember back thinking that too, they they like it. They they don't realize and they take for granted the social interaction part of it, the routine part of it. Um, for some kids, that's their safe haven. I think uh, parents will be ecstatic when when kids and their kids will be able to get into a, a, a regular schedule. You know, I feel for I, I feel for all our parents out there. As a parent of two high schoolers, both of whom are uh, going to miss out on prom this year, and a senior who's asking the same questions about graduation. But this is the best thing that we can do for the health of our children. Uh, I'm Leonard Eskowski. I'm a senior at Western High School. Did wrestling, uh, football, and baseball. Hi, my name is Natalie Shelberg. I'm currently a senior at Western High School. I'm 17 years old. Um, I plan on attending Three Arbor University next year, and I play volleyball, basketball, and softball, and I plan on playing basketball at Three Arbor as well. Is this going to affect uh, any scholarships for you as far as baseball goes? Uh, for me, no, but I know some of the guys on my team, some seniors, were looking for some uh, for some spotlight action. I luckily signed my deal on the uh, the fall, so I, I, I'm, I lucked out on that one. We knew there was going to be some cancellations of that. We were planning on a shortened season, but uh, I don't think anyone expected it to be completely canceled. And I know our coaches have been accommodating to us as much as possible. He's already texted us after MSSAA just canceled uh, the remainder of the season. He's like, I will make sure you guys get to play at least one more game for Washington by the time the summer's over. How important is that to you? Oh, it's huge. I, I mean, it's just, I spent the last four years here and I don't get to finish out a third of it. Like, I, I mean, a third of a, a whole season, so a third of a senior year is kind of a big deal for everyone. Friday the 13th, you're notified that you're going to take an extended spring break. What went through your mind when, when that announcement came through? I was actually sitting in the athletic office with a few of my friends when the news really came out, and we were all just, like, kind of looked at each other in shock, and we were like, well, this was kind of expected, but nobody really, like, knew what was to come. I think we were all just like, this is so weird, and we felt like it was in the twilight zone. It was definitely really disappointing, especially since we knew we could beat the team that we were up against, and we really wanted to make history for Western High School girls basketball because we had never won a regional championship before. So we really didn't believe that it was going to happen, but it ended the way it did, and it was really sad. I thought the three weeks would you know, blow over, but then with the coronavirus happening, it kind of just... Uh canceled the whole world and basically canceled every senior, senior's uh, dreams of sports for the spring. Landon, I'm seeing this 
with a lot of kids, my kids included. Would you call it grief in that you were never able to say a proper goodbye? I would say it's 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 saddening, but I don't know if it hit me yet. So I, I think I'm still kind of processing it, and I think everyone's still processing it. But I think with everything going on and the school being canceled, everyone's kind of just like, I'm going to miss my friends, and some of those friends I'll never see again. I'd say there's a little bit of grief to it. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I definitely do. Like, yesterday it was really hard. I was texting a bunch of people that I know, and I was just like, it's been fun knowing you at school and making all these memories. And I just felt like I wanted to say, like, a proper goodbye and, like, with all my teachers and everything. Do you have all your credits now? Do you need to continue with anything? I, I'm not too sure. I mean, I didn't take an entire uh, quarter of classes. I, I think I'm fine. I, I, I don't know. So there could be some online learning coming your way. How is that going to differ for you? Are, is that something you're going to get used to or something you think you'll be able to do the online learning without a problem? What do you think? I personally hate online learning. It doesn't do anything for me. It's just I, I like a human interaction face-to-face. -face. If you have a question, raise your hand. Um, I do have an online class already. It's art history. It's, it's easy, but it's not the same as a real teacher. Do you feel you're learning less? Oh, I have not learned a single thing in that class. A lot of it is online anyways, so I think it'll be more of a smoother transition for us just because we have our iPads and everything, but it's definitely going to be a lot different than sitting in a classroom with your teacher, having them teach you, and having your like friends there with you to learn. Okay. What do you think you're going to miss the most? Um, I think I'm going to miss the people the most, honestly. Like, you are never going to see the same people you saw in high school again out in the world with the same relationship you had with them while you were in high school. And I think that was just, like, a really big lesson for me to, like, not take anything for granted. And some of the people that you see now, you might not ever see again. My personal intent is to ensure and implore all districts to have a plan so that graduating seniors, this class of 2020, graduates on time. High school graduation is such a milestone in, in our students' lives that um, walking across that stage, getting that diploma, the cap and gown, like you mentioned, uh, pictures of mom and dad, grandpa and grandma, and um, I want our, our seniors to have that opportunity. What if we wait until an August graduation? Uh, have graduation on a Friday night and then uh, Saturday night have a prom. We are very concerned about our um, seniors as they, you know, take that next leap into, you know, their next life, whether it's college or the armed forces or um, they go into the work world. We want to make sure that they have an opportunity to celebrate um, this time in their life. It's, it's uh, April 3rd today. Back on Monday, March 2nd, if you had an opportunity to sit yourself down, what would you say to yourself? I wouldn't even know. I, I think I'd just tell myself, hey, let's make it a good season of baseball. Let's just kind of let's play baseball. Let's cherish it. It's the last time I get to do it for my high school. It's the last time I get to do it with my friends. It's the last time I get to do it for my coaches. Like my co Our coaches have done everything for us, too, so it's, it's tough on them. And I think we all kind of wish we could go back to March 3rd and be like, hey, let's make it the best year possible. I would say don't plan on spring break. 
<laughs> of course, this is the week we're supposed to all be on spring break. Uh, no, I would. I, I think we would. We, we would have certainly planned a little differently, um, so that we were a little more ahead as far as what the what those essential standards needed to look like. What that instruction needed to look like. I would say, fasten your seatbelts because you have no idea what life is going to look like one month from now. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Uh, it's been such a unique time. Every morning I, I kind of pinch myself as far as the reality of what we're dealing with. I would probably say that um, not to look back and think, oh, like, I hate school or whatever, I don't want to be here, just to, like, go and talk to every single person that you can and tell them that, like, you're going to miss them and everything because you never know when it's going to end, and unfortunately, it ended sooner than expected. I think we would be working very hard as a staff on how to find ways to even though be away from our kids, what are some very healthy ways um, to interact and teach because what I don't want to see is just kids, you know, having to do a worksheet or, you know, they need um, teachers teaching them too. So I would start training them on how to use like Zoom, for instance. I would have told myself to, to believe it more, to believe it. I remember being in the academy and and thinking that possibly the politics and media, they were just making a big deal about this quote-unquote epidemic and pandemic when the numbers the numbers that were being published weren't there. I would have probably told myself, get some more toilet paper. <laughs> you have a big family. School is going along great. We were starting to talk graduation and cats and gowns and all that. Um, March 13th comes around and you're, we're off school for a period of time. And now that's just been extended. And now we're not coming back together. So really cherish every day that you have with your friends, your teachers. Um, our teachers are missing their students deeply. Uh, a lot of them have set up Zoom um, classes or Zoom connections with them already and uh, have just been touching base with them. Um, but I think you, you never realize how important the relationships are in your life until you're in a situation like this. Uh, you know, Mr. Rulowitz and I, uh, we're sitting on Zooms for six hours a day. Um, and like, wow, you know, what I'd give to get back to, to being in the classroom, or being in the hallway, being in the office, hanging in the lunchroom with students, um, and just interacting face-to-face -face and getting rid of this, this technology that's between us. Now I picture myself in the hills of my grandpa, barefoot and smiling as I run through the pines, down to the creek, for swimming and drinking in the hills of my grandpa in the place you call home Special thanks to Kevin Nichols, an incredible friend and musician for his original music, including the Jackson Stays Home theme, Estel. 
Appearing on this episode, Jeff Bontrager, superintendent of Northwest Schools, Jeff Beal, superintendent of Jackson Public Schools, Pam Campbell, superintendent of Columbia School District, Dr. Jared Vickers, principal of Western High School, Liz Hartley, principal of the Queen of the Miraculous Metal Catholic School, Jason Morin, educator with the Jackson Area Career Center, Amy Dickerson, parent of three, Landon Raskowski, graduating senior, and Natalie Shelberg, also a graduating senior at Western High School. I'm Scott Clow. Please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you find yours. Jackson Stays Home is a production of McKibben Media Group and WKHM News. When you pass Chattanooga, head east for a while. Along Dustdale back roads to you think you're alone. You find the hills of my grandpa. In the place it calls